That is right. That is the store. The score. It is the Clippers 115 to 110. Great start by me. Tonight we have fallen founder Jake on the pod tonight to take over for John. John is at the arena tonight. He is uh probably feeling a little broken hearted walking out of the arena right now with a lot of silent fans. But Jake, how you doing? I mean, you had your victory cigar, you said. You still have a cigar. It's a loser cigar. And are you still gonna light it? <laughs> I don't feel like I deserve it, but yeah, no. I'm still going to light it. Yeah, I definitely to, still right? need it after this one. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the Suns did lose 115 to 110. A game where, you know, I thought we were going to win. All right. I thought it was going to be an absolute easy victory. I mean, the injury to Paul George, and you have Charles Barkley talking about this is a Clippers series. The Clippers are going to win the series. He's the only guy taken to the Clippers. I mean, he's insane, right? But game one, the Clippers do take, not the way you want to start. But it kind of makes sense with this team kind of still looking to gel. Um, with the big loss, though, the Suns have to win next game. I feel like it's a must-win already for the Suns early in the series. But I do have something to drink tonight. I have a little bit of Prosecco, it's called. It's some wine. I don't know. Per- Prosecco? <laughs> yeah, Prosecco. Is that, is that... No, just let's it, roll with it. It's wait, just, what did it's, I it's say? a night of losses so far. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a little sex in the city here. We're going to pour a little bit of wine, get a little slutty. Um, and I was like, is chugging with the fellas still a thing? I'm Obviously, we're not chugging tonight, but it's chugging with the fellas a thing. It might be. What are you drinking there, Jake? Uh, I'm going to uh, – I still have beer left over from St. Patrick's Day, so I'm having a Smittix uh, Red Ale. And okay. uh, I hope I pronounced that right because otherwise we're just going to go with uh, – uh, Prosecco and uh, Smithwicks or Prosecco? whatever. We're <laughs> yeah, Prosecco. <laughs> His bottle of wine. Um, all right, Jamsters. Well, thanks for joining. Go ahead, like, subscribe. I know the sun's lost. And this is going to be a hard, part, hard podcast to get through. But honestly, a drink will help. And thanks for joining. And thanks for joining, Jake. Let's have some fun, huh? Let's do it. One fifteen to one ten, the Suns did lose. I, I think I've already said that about five times, so I'm sure you're sick of hearing it, Jamsters. I do apologize for the loss, but it's not really our fault. We're still going to hang out, talk for about an hour about this game. Um, but Jake, let's go ahead and get this started with a few questions. Matthew, I got to ask. Actually, I got to ask you. You did tweet out earlier. I do see you on Twitter. I'm not really exchanging uh, a lot of. <laughs> I thought you're just always back ignoring and... me. No, no, you're, you're not like at the all. You're the cute girl I want to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, I know I exactly. Yeah. I play hard to get. You know what I mean? Right. And it makes me feel good <laughs> on the inside. But um, you did have a few questions on Twitter. You said to start the game. Do you remember any of them? Because I feel like uh, the first half was a lot of nonsense. A lot of, cool. you know, the the fans were thinking about the trade. Is it a is it a bad trade? Everything we give away for Kevin Durant. I'm sure that was going through a lot of people's minds. And also just you know. Um, Game seven of last year was a thing, but did you have any other questions or were those the questions you had? Was it going to be another relapse for the Suns in this postseason? Well, that first quarter was just, oh, it was, you know, it's it like, you know, flashbacks to to last year of just like, can we try anything? Um, 
Yeah. Now I will say as, as for the trade, Kevin Durant quickly erased all those fears, I think starting in the second quarter. Um, but yeah, that entire first half, and I'm just going to say it, it felt like, cause my biggest concern coming into the series was Monty will get out coached at some point. Um, and we'll see how he reacts to it. And this time around, I thought, wait a minute, Monty, you changed the starting lineup. Wait, why is Ish Wainwright coming into the game as one of the first guys off the bench? Wait, why is Landry coming in the game? And I thought, are you trying to outthink Ty Lu in this? Because Ty was just like, I'm just going to run out there and see what happens. Um, but uh, so I don't know. What what did you think? Was Monty, I thought he was inside his own head trying to overcorrect things that hadn't even started yet. Yeah, no, um, that's actually, it's strange you want to start there because there's other things I want to go into, but I'm actually glad you brought this up. So let's go ahead and talk about Monty. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's something to talk about. Obviously, this game without my favorite, um, you know, Torrey Craig's in the lineup, Okogie's out. My favorite guy that I wanted to play next to all those other guys, be the fifth guy. Don't mix it up. You know, have the same bench. Craig was really feeling it going to the postseason. But, he, I mean, he played great tonight, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking, like, does this screw everything else up for everybody else? Like there was, they were kind of gelling a little bit towards the end of the season. The bench was playing mm-hmm. well. Do you think it really messed things up chemistry wise? Or was he out coached tonight because of the decisions he made to actually adjust lineups according to what the Clippers are going to do? Cause I've mm-hmm. always hated that. I feel like we have mm-hmm. a good starting five with the Kogi. Just stick with it. And you know, Kogi comes in, doesn't look the same. He played decent defense, but it just wasn't the same of Kogi. But whether there's just some mishaps that you want to go over and just, you know, let, let out. Let it, let well, it all out right I now. mean, yeah, just you know, we were so close. No, uh, <laughs> uh, it is game one, Jamsters. We have to. It's yeah, game, one. game one. It's game one. Um, but uh, no, it's it's okay. What was the the biggest concern probably coming into this series was going to be um, how deep was the Suns bench now that we have made the Kevin Durant trade? We knew it was going to be a little bit thinner because we got rid of uh, two people that were actually playing. Cam or and Crowder should have been playing. So really, we got through it, rid of three key you know, players from last year. Um, and so we knew it was going to be th- uh, thinner, but Monty Williams runs out an 11 man rotation. I was not expecting that. Now I do appreciate that. He quickly realized, wait, all they're going to do is foul biz. Every time biz Mac Biombo is going to get in there and he's going to miss his free throws more often than not. I did not know he was as bad as like a 35% yeah. free throw shooter. Um, that's kind of amazing. But, I think you made uh, two in one game. I'm like, wow, he's really improving. No, actually, yeah, I was like 50, yeah, 50%. <laughs> you bring that up. Yeah, two of four, let's go for it. But no, th- there was just a lot of questions. And and I know we're down campaign, so I guess I'm almost more confused with um, the interest in, in running out that depth because I would think without Paul George, without um, – uh, uh, is it Marcus or Markeith uh, that plays for the Clippers? It's uh, I think it's Marcus. Marcus okay, yeah. Marcus. Um, they're thinner. So let's just go out there and run them off the track. Now, obviously, yeah. the first quarter was slow, but I was just surprised to see that big swing uh, that Terrence Ross came in late, and we were running with Chamet and Ish Wainwright. Not, not that those guys necessarily played bad in the l- limited minutes. I was just mm-hmm. surprised. Yeah, no, I was. And I was shocked. But then also, Torrey Gregg, did, he did play good. He had a great game today. Actually, he was probably, I might hint a little bit, that he might be you know, um, the jam star of the game just because he filled a big role, I think, for that starting lineup. I don't I don't think those guys, it would have been a close game if he didn't hit those big shots. I mean, he was left open a lot. But, yeah, let's talk about Craig a little bit. Stay a little bit positive because he did have a fucking great game. 
So yeah, he did start, but also I feel like a lot of the a lot of what was happening in the fourth quarter, like you go through book, you go through KD, and all of a sudden K or Craig was there hitting big shots, but it started the game like that too. Mm-hmm. Um he was doing more than just playing defense. And that's the thing is like when you're when you're talking about putting a guy on Kawhi, I don't think like you can put like the size thing out there where you're just saying like, okay, because Craig has more size, it's gonna be more difficult on Kawhi. If you're KD, you can't guard Kawhi. No one can guard Kawhi, obviously, because KD was just having the hardest time late in the game to cover anybody, but also Kawhi just drawing fouls on him. So Kogi was like taken out. I hope not for that reason, but it really, it really was just because of a size issue. Mm-hmm. But Craig, defense or not, you're not gonna. I mean, Kawhi just went off tonight. You're not gonna make any mm-hmm. difference on that end. Offensively, though, he hit some big shots tonight. Like they let the yeah. Clippers left them open, right? I mean, they left them open from mid range from the three. Um, getting to the rim, he was making it um, difficult on the defense, putting some pressure on them constantly, and he came up big tonight. And it sucks, too, because he had such a great game. I'm like, it kind of sucks that we went to waste it. And now I'm like, I'm going to ask you, do you go back to having a Kogi come off or stay with a Kogi coming off the bench, or do you stick with Craig, or what, what do you want to do there? You know, I, I really would have liked to have seen Monty go – almost uh you know in six minute increments for Craig and Akogi both taking turns off Kawhi because they're totally different defensive players. Craig can really play a little bit more power. I mean he's a beefier guy. Yeah. And he was bodying up Kawhi pretty well. Akogi's a little bit more of a speed guy, very quick hands, can uh you know start stripping uh, a lot of plays. And I was surprised to see he got six minutes and I don't know 30 seconds or something. Wainwright had right? a little bit more time. Uh Landry who I know You've been excited about his defense uh, of late, and uh, and he did. Just he was okay say, on defense, yeah. but my God, Landry, <laughs> you need to stop floating on those jump shots, man. Because every time I see him getting a little too fast, yes. and this has been his knock for a while, you see him take off, but he's still drifting to the side, and that's when you're like, this shot's not going in. It's not going to go in. Yeah, um, it's funny you bring that up because it kind of reminds me. I know obviously he's not Mikhail Bridges, but Mikhail would always float on his jump shots all the time, and then all of a sudden he's just like on the elbow hitting shots like Booker. He's stepping into it, being confident. When when uh, when Shamit can do that, then it helps his shot. Like obviously going, but I honestly think it's such a straight line shot now. I don't know if you noticed that it changed. I, I'm not even gonna do his drop because it's just when you have Shamit coming off and you're trying to like really count on him in the second quarter to do anything when the mm-hmm. second unit comes in where the first unit just only, they only put up 17 points in the first quarter. Then you have Shamit and Okogi coming in and try to hit shots and they can't hit anything. You have no one else. The The right. first unit only had the two points in the first half, which is really, it was only Bismack. Bismack was playing great defense, but he also had the two points. I mean, the offense just struggled until like maybe the late th- second quarter, they started mm-hmm. to actually kind of get things going. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, too, I mean, we'll talk about DeAndre Ayton, too, if you want to go into him a little bit tonight. I'm going to say he was just an absolute zero. For the most part, he had some big shots tonight, but let me get okay. your take. Okay, I was... I was... Watch. All right, so you were going to say what? Like, I, I mean, he had some say... big shots tonight. He Big shots yes. towards the end. Um. um Boxing out, though, is that a thing he just obviously just still can't do? But how frustrating (laughs) is that going to be? Because, I mean, rebounding was an issue tonight, especially towards the end of the game. Um, No, but, I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, he did grab eight. Uh, It wasn't great. But Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, but Plumlee and and Zubak are underrated centers. Um, Both of them are big guys. And if you saw how the offense was running, 
Aiton was kind of being that backup defender. If Westbrook was going to take off on a guy or Kawhi, you saw Aiton start to leave the big guy behind. Well, when that happens and you saw it towards the end of the game, they started executing a little bit better. Durant knew that he needed to leave his guy at the three and come down and help out with the bigger guys because otherwise Aiton comes in to help challenge uh, somebody driving to the hoop and it's okay, then you've got one of their big centers just waiting for the rebound. And so there's a little bit of that, but yes, no, I, I definitely saw and I felt the frustration too of, and, and I say this all the time on Twitter and, and in our, uh, you know, podcasting uh, chat, but somebody needs to just play catch with DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. He's got to learn how to catch a ball uh, that at some point, whether it's coming off the rim as a rebound or it's a pass that's coming to him because you kind of hold your breath anymore. Like, I'm more excited to see him take a long two than mm-hmm. I am when they're trying to dump it off to him and have him go for a, you know, a jam. Yeah, because, I mean, he had that charge at the end, too, where it's like, don't take that, just pass it back to Book. But he tried something, tried to go around him like uh, Craig-esque to try to go around mm-hmm. the defender, but he's just too big to do that. He doesn't but have he had, that word. Yeah. You give he it did to have him those on the roll. clutch shots, though. I mean, we were down, what, uh, five or six, and he came yeah. in and knocked down a couple sh- shots and in the clutch. Big and shots. that's Yeah. Those so, are, I mean, like, if he doesn't make it, the game's over earlier. Obviously, mm-hmm. no one, they're giving him that shot. They're really paying attention to Book and KD a lot, but... Aiden, we said, was going to have those opportunities, and he did. Uh, shout out to Blaze Megatron. Um, just a great comment here. DA missed a few more than normal, but the rebounding was a big team thing. Totally true. DA was a battle, was had to battle their big, need the others to help. And that's what you saw from the end. I mean, DA was down there trying, but there's no one else. And KD himself, I don't know if, I mean, tonight, what did he have? How many rebounds? I mean, it doesn't really matter. Nine. He had nine. Yeah. Okay, but like the big ones at the end, like, Mm-hmm. Aiden didn't have any help. There was no one else right. down there. It was like him and like three other other scrappy Clippers mm-hmm. players, including like Westbrook, who you just can't deal with. Plumley, like you said, underrated, grabbing the boards. But DA, the only thing that frustrates me is the beginning of the game where, yeah, it's team rebounding for sure. But he just, I wish he would, and maybe he doesn't have time, but he needs to just put his body in front of Plumley, get him, get inside of him. It's just he's still afraid of that contact, it looks like. On the way I'm watching it, yeah. So that's a frustrating thing because I'm just like, if you put your body on him, it's definitely going to help. I'm not going to say he's going to mm-hmm. grab the board, but he needs to put himself in good position. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like when Jock came in, you kind of saw like the way Jock was boxing out Plumley, and it just seemed like uh, I'm sorry, Zubak. Which one? Yeah, Zubak because Plumley got yeah. hurt. But when he bo- when he boxed out Zubak, and it was he was like nearly by the three point line. I'm like, ah, I wish he can like pick up on that and kind of play that way. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be, I don't know. That's just not Aiden, right? I don't think. I mean, right. Obviously. Like, get, block shots like Busy and, and, you know, box out like Jock and, and then DA is the perfect center uh, <laughs> that we need, right? Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, yeah. I mean, I think you're right, though. So l- let me ask you real quick uh, uh, without mm-hmm. uh, looking at the sheet. Who is our leading rebounder tonight? Uh, I already looked. So okay. sorry. No, go ahead. Can I go ahead and say? No. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Correct answer, right? 11. I did look at it three times just to double check because I was. (laughs) Well, and and before I, you know, we go deep into a CP3 Mm -hmm. uh, because I think he had a good game, but he's not supposed to be your leading rebounder. And uh, Devin Booker, who I'm going to talk a lot of love for because wow uh, he he really did some impressive stuff this game uh one rebound 
And so I think you're exactly right is who is getting those little uh, tips and those, uh, uh, you know, tap outs at the end of the game. It wasn't really their center so much. It was Russ Westbrook coming in and just tapping it back out because KD had to go out and guard Kawhi. And so at that point, if DA's got one of their big centers, then you have to have other guys coming in to help. It's got to be Booker. It's got to be Craig. And I, I think they're going to make that adjustment. I mean, that's that's the fun thing about these game ones is we, we think all the wind just got taken out of ourselves and it's now, now the chess match just begins. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not too down on the loss. I'm really not. And uh, offense hasn't been as good as our defense and rebounding, really. I mean, just with um, with KD being present now with the team, the defense has been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the offense you think would take off. And, it, I mean, it's going to be a long series. And going into the series, you knew for sure they might need some more time. They had a long layoff, but so did the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But the long layoff probably just hurt them because they were playing well at a time when when KD was playing 8-0, but they played really nobody. Now it's actually really stiff competition. You even saw towards the end of the game today where KD was having some trouble with Chris Paul in the inbound pass, and Chris Paul just like was like – you know, straighten up, dude, like pay attention, you know, that we had to waste another timeout that didn't cost us a game. I feel like, but we needed that timeout. We had two left and we had to waste one because we couldn't even get the ball inbounded. Now I'm saying it's Katie's fault, but Chris Paul did go towards KD right away. Just so I'm thinking that was his, his, his fault on that. Right. Well, and I, and I think, uh, you know, as we already kind of alluded to with the first half, especially the first quarter, um, you cannot, uh, if you're a gambling person, do not bet that, Kevin Durant is going to have a trash first half every game moving forward, nor will DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. So, I mean, let's be honest, what happened? We dug ourselves into a hole. We've seen this a little bit throughout the season. And what did we get down? 16, 17 points at one point? Yeah. And we clawed our way back and took the lead in the third, I think. And that was after a more impressive second quarter, but still was not true Suns basketball. It was really in the third quarter where, man, we were like a python closing in, but we had to come back from so much. If we play like that from the beginning of the next game, the game is over before it gets, uh, you know, deep into the third. Yeah, I mean they tied it at eighty-one to end the third, um, but they did have the uh, the twelve-zero run that gave them a six-point lead, which was huge. And I think a lot of it just came from everybody at that time. And like you said, the energy that you exert to really get back into these games, it plays a big deal. And towards the end of the game, like I'm always, a, I'm always a believer. Like, all right, you get on the big run, you get up six, you're at home. Like, game should be over in a way. But then also, like I think even John brings it up, it's like the amount of energy you bring already that you have to spend to get back into a game. You just know it's like, that's going to like be something towards the end of the game where you're just going to be winded. Obviously a team that really hasn't played a lot and you have older guys on the team, it's going to affect them more. Right. I mean, I feel like the Clippers of course are younger. They're more deep so they can just exert a little bit more minutes on different guys, but the 12 over run was nice. It looked really good. It looked like a team that was actually going to finish off the game. But then when the Clippers came back, and you're going like back and forth with Kawhi, who right now, I don't know, in your opinion, um, who after this first game, is it Kawhi? Is he the best player in this series? Um, I think you'd have to say yes for right now. I mean, I think yeah. Booker really gave him a run towards the end with everything that he was doing. Um, but I mean, let's be honest, if, if Kawhi is not in the game, the game was over. I mean, mm-hmm. it was basically when when the Suns started playing true Suns basketball, I think it was what uh, Norman Powell. That was the only other guy that could get them a bucket. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that team just disappeared. So uh, Kawhi Leonard reminds me of when Kevin Durant was with the Brooklyn Nets and had just what once, uh, you know, shoe uh, on the three point line uh, when he was trying to take out, I think, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think 
Kawhi's going to have a game like this, but yeah. um, I, I would be very surprised if they have enough bullets in the chamber to keep going each game. Mm. All right, well, we got John Voida. He is in the dark, some hole. I don't know. He crawled into after that loss. John, what's going on? How's the energy over there? Eh, I mean, it's it's kind of what you expected. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what you expected after losing game one. But at the same time, I don't think that anybody's necessarily worried. Uh, I will say it was super annoying having a Clippers fan who sounded like a 12-year-old behind me the entire game. Uh, then when he turned around to tell him to shut the fuck up, he was like six four, and you're like, okay, well you just you just keep Wait, talking you, shit there, buddy. Did you tell him to shut the fuck up? No, I wanted oh. to. And I turned around, <laughs> and then I was just four. like, oh shit. It's like my six clone, four. six yes. four man sounds like he's twelve, but he's a Clippers fan. Yeah, <laughs> but he actually like talks shit during the game. Like you're quiet during a game. You'll cheer, you'll high five, but like you're quiet. This guy like every yeah. fucking play. Kevin Durant should have gone to the Lakers, man. Like just for like a twelve-year-old, it was really annoying. Well, I just asked, <laughs> I just asked Jake, who is who is the best player tonight? Obviously, I think Kawhi. But in the series, are you worried that Kawhi might be the best player in the series over KD and Booker? Is there a chance that happens? Because there's a chance, but a team is what uh, what's going to determine this. And I just don't know if the parts around him can consistently execute. Uh, I mean, we saw snippets of Westbrook being horrible, and then we saw West, Westbrook yes. distru- disrupting the offensive glass in the last minute yeah. of the game, and that's ultimately what led to a victory for him. So the inconsistencies of those around him, he could be the best player in the series. I don't think he's going to be, but I think he could be the best player in the series, but I don't think ultimately that's going to lead to a series victory for them. All right. Well, then just no worries then, right? Game one loss, just regroup. It's It's what they needed. Monty Williams did not have this team ready to play. Monty Williams didn't call any challenges when he could have because he kind of was just like, you know what, guys? Quit bitching. Fucking deal with it out there. And I really feel like, again, this was my biggest challenge is, one, the fact that he didn't challenge, and two, he didn't have this team ready to go. Like, come on, Monty. How do you not have this team ready to go in game one at home when the place is going crazy? Everybody's ready for this thing to to win, to be a, a huge victory and a great start to this series. And Monty Williams is just kind of on the sideline, like looking at his assistant coach, be like, "Hey, hey, what do I do?" Yeah. So you were bench watching um, your body language guy over there, the bench. I mean, did he look panicked, or it just didn't look good from Monty? No, the group he, just, over there? he didn't. He, he didn't look like he knew what the fuck was going on half the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like his players are out there getting. I mean, how many clean blocks did you count that that end up being fouls in this game? Not sure. Multiple multiple and Monty's just that he's like oh shit oh did something happen should I should I should I call and that's what I noticed I just I felt like he was looking at the wrong things oh okay okay he does always have that kind of questionable look on his face kind of like a DA look um but as a coach and it's kind of scary at times um but we did talk about Monty that was the first drop we did was Monty and like his start with um with Craig coming off the bench I mean coming into the starting lineup is that (laughs) I mean, he played awesome tonight, but like he that's did. just a Monty thing to do, right? You're you're playing with Craig, or you're playing with the Kogi the last like ten games or whatever. That's it, right? You're gonna have Craig come off the bench, but then all of a sudden Craig's starting. Like that's the biggest Monty thing that would ever happen to go into the playoffs. I feel like. Well, of course. Either. What? Like we're all sitting there, you know, pre-games going on. I show up an hour and a half before the game, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, and you know, our little text uh, or our little Twitter thread that we have going on, you know, with <laughs> yeah. you, me, Jake, and like seventeen other people. Uh, Dan Duarte comes and goes as, 
at times. And all of a sudden, somebody said, Craig's starting the game. I'm like, Craig's starting? Ah, Monty. Good old Monty. Never never <laughs> fucking fails. I don't think it lost us a game, but then Akogi comes in, and he just doesn't look the same. Like, it, I mean, defense is okay, but it's just not the same Akogi. And then... But I don't know, man. I don't. That's not the. That's not the reason we lost. But it just. It was funny because I'm like, of course that happened, and it just kind of pissed me off a typical. little bit. Typical. It's yeah, just, just typical. Kind of threw and things again, off. I feel like that that second team unit just looked discombobulated uh, because they're not used to kind of you know again that rotation, and you you, you sit there and you think, okay, well we're going to see some semblance of what we normally do, and. To your point, I mean, that's exactly what Monty Williams did, is he just turned it on its head. Uh, we saw zero T.J. Warren, which I was kind of surprised in this Where game. in the world is T.J. Warren? Where was no he No idea. No idea. Just hanging out <laughs> on the bench. He wasn't anywhere cool. He's just well, hanging out on the bench the whole fucking time. Four minutes. Time. Terrence Ross yeah. had four minutes. Um, 0 for 1. So I don't know. Things just I hope he's just not playing to the to the Clippers. I hope we can just do our own thing and not worry. I mean, of course you want to have matchups, but that was the only thing that frustrates me with Monty. Is like, he's like, all right, let's match up with them. We have something good going, but let's just fuck it up because of the matchups and what he thinks will work best. But I don't what know. What happened to Busy? Um he missed his free throws. Yeah, well, I mean two for four from so free throws, Jock. yeah. What's up? Jock looked horrible. Oh, really? From the TV? I thought Jock did good. He missed those shots, of course, yeah, but yes. Busy would have missed them too. But I thought Jock was boxing out pretty good, and he had some blocks yeah. in there. He had a couple defensive plays that looked good, but up close, like, those were fouls. Like, those were actual fouls on his plays. And then he gets okay. to the line, and he doesn't hit shit. And there's that one play at the end of the third quarter where he's standing there wide open, and we're just like, fuck, this is going to be a brick. As the time <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, you're like, That's uh, what the – Clippers were just leaving guys in the, in like the middle, which is open over in the paint. It was, it was either like Craig jock. Uh, they left Aiden open basically all game too. So they made everybody else work for stuff, but then everything was given in the middle and it was make or miss. And that kind of killed us when you had just those guys there missing those wide open shots, especially Chris Paul. We talked about him earlier. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're leaving or you're going to stay a little bit longer. Did you want to talk about Chris Paul? I can and talk just, a little bit. Traffic's starting to dissipate a little bit, and okay. I really want a carne asada burrito. <laughs> nice. That's the best thing about going to games or having a bad date. You can pick up Mexican food on the way home. Yes. It is the best. <laughs> to finish yes. up. Do you want to say hi to Jake? Jake, do you have any questions for John? I was going to talk about <laughs> CP3, but do you have any questions for John? Well, no, I mean, I, and I just want to touch on it again because I think I think we are all just a little stunned, but um, that, that first major rotation, um, they left Booker in, and then it was Landry Shamit, Ish Wainwright, Okogie, and Bismack Biombo. I'm sorry. I like a lot of these guys for their defense, but that felt like Devin Booker like four or five years ago when we were winning like 22 games a season where she's like, all right, Booker, you got to do everything because we can't give you any firepower to support you right now. And that was after he was playing, what, pretty much the entire first quarter too. So like that second quarter rotation where I was just like, oh, this is, what's Monty doing? Like it was a scary moment. And I was like, is he just trying to get inside Ty Lu's head? Like maybe if I act like I don't know what I'm doing, um, Lou will just like, you know, I don't know, put, put players out there that have no business <laughs> to being on the court too. And uh, it just, like you said, uh, John, like uh, they looked at each other like, Oh my God, we're actually going in in a playoff game. And we're, but why am I going in to play with you? Like it, it, those, it was just a strange fit. Like, mm -hmm. have that rotation go out if it's like a last shot of a game, maybe. Like to try and play some tough defense. Don't don't do it when you're trying to get back in the game down double digits. That was I don't understand that at all. 
Neither did I, bl- they. I blame Coach Mutumbo on that one. <laughs> Neither did they, though. And that's what the weird thing was, is we were all sitting there kind of being like, well, hold on, Landry's first off the bench. Here comes Ish. Here comes – like, Busy makes sense. Kogi makes sense. But the other guys, they just didn't make sense to me. And, again, like, we've only had – you know, this is our ninth game with Kevin Durant. But it felt like Monty was trying to plug and play shit and, and he was he was hit, pressing all the wrong buttons. You know, it's like he's playing 2K, and instead of hitting the square button to shoot, he was pressing, like, the circle button. And he's passing. He's like, oh, shit, I hit the wrong button again. And, th- and then it Bounce was pass? Come on. <laughs> he's like, I didn't mean to bounce past that. I, was, I didn't want to alley-oop it. I was trying to shoot it. And it was just, like, kind of continual. And you couldn't fault it too much because at times, you know, when the starters were back in, we got back in this game. Shit, we were up eight points in this game, you know, mm-hmm. in that third quarter. And, but that's again, when he made that substitution rotation and all of a sudden, boo, there went the lead and, and the Clippers kept Kawhi in there and they, and they kept chipping away at it. And next thing you know, like we're, it, it's a tie game at the end of the third quarter, 81, 81. And it, I put that solely on Monty. I just, I don't understand it. We were all in the stands looking at each other like, oh fuck, here comes Landry Shamit again. And, and he had a couple good plays at the end of that third quarter. So it's like on the fast you know, break, yeah, he was just outrunning everybody. That's exactly. the best way to play Shamit is just have him out in the open and put the ball in front of him. And good but things will happen. That, he was, he was <laughs> just a don't guard zero. him. He'll make a shot. Yeah, man. he was He's, a zero. He, yeah, he always is. Um, honestly, I thought too on offense, Chris Paul was. I mean, defensively, he was great. Rebounding, we talked about. But his shots, like, they just – I don't trust him to go in. Maybe one those every eight bunnies, games now. Those missed bunnies were fucking killers, man. Yeah, and, that's just game right there. Sucks about those, what's, what sucks about those plays is he had D.A. on, on those plays. He had them. So you he see that, like, them. at the game, like, D.A. is there because he never gets those passes. D.A. never does. Yeah. But as soon as Jock or Biz come in, those passes are straight to them. I was just oh, yeah. and they have more room. But D.A., I'm just like, yeah, he's not getting the ball. But obviously – to me, I didn't like the way he played tonight till the end. Like he has some big shots, but boxing out and stuff. We talked about that earlier, but what, I, what it, DA? Well, how was his energy out there though in person? Did you already did you already do eight and watch? I did, yeah. We're doing it again. Eight and watch. So I loved what I saw from DA in this game. Would we like him to be a little bit more aggressive trying to get to the basket? Absolutely. He was settling for what they were giving him, right? He was taking the jumpers, but from an energy, from an engagement standpoint, he was in it. Like if his box outs on free throws is something that I was watching every time. And like Avita Zubak can move him around and he was moving him around and on free throws, like typically DA is kind of the first free throw. Always watch DA on the first free throw when a teammate is shooting. And it'll show you a lot about how engaged DA is. Normally in a game, he's kind of, he's, he's talking to somebody or his hands are on his, on his, uh, on his on his knees in this game it wasn't that way at least what i saw is he was sitting there and he was and he was popping right up like he was practicing being engaged for the second shot going for the rebound you know he didn't get a lot of opportunities to go get that second board and obviously what killed us in that last uh minute of the game was the fact that he just every ball bounced off of every different fucking body part that was right in front of me i was sitting over on that side of the court and so it's like up it's off his foot up off it's like it's off his knee it's like fuck fuck again you know (laughs) like i liked what i saw from da in this game i thought that uh again he was engaged and i just wish chris paul would have hit him more because he was doing the high Mm -hmm. pick and roll uh trying to get trying to switch on to zubats i mean that that's what the the game plan was was make zubats the pigeon in this game you could see it 
And DA would, would be sitting there and he'd have Russell Westbrook on him. And, and I'll give credit to Russell Westbrook, his hustle on defense. He's coming behind every fucking play trying to pick your pocket. It's how yeah, he I did it about three defense. or four times. Yeah, like when I yeah. play defense, I just put, I'm a matador and then I swipe at it behind you as you as you're you usually dive me. for the ball out of bounds a lot. That's one thing Westbrook will do too. John's yes. a diver; he'll he'll dive out. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my back, I can't play no more, you know. But again, yeah, I, I, I like I liked what I saw from Da in person. I know it didn't necessarily okay. translate to the box score. Uh, and I, we would have loved to have a rebound in the end. Yeah, but, but that's not that's not a DA thing that we do. Uh, for me, no. it's like the way I was watching, like, just go there. Like, put your body right there, and everything will be okay. I was telling uh, Jake, like, the way with Jock was boxing out and stuff, that's nice to have. But then that's not DA, I guess. To me, when I'm watching him um, trying to get the boards, it just didn't look good in the first half. But maybe it's to the point where i just kind of given up, and I just don't really expect a whole lot from him. And I'm just a grumpy old man now at the age of 34. Who knows? That might be the reason, but I'm glad that you saw in person that the energy was there because that's pretty shocking to me, honestly. Yeah, and he didn't. I will say the one thing that I didn't like was I was there. I mean, like I said, I was there early. I was watching all the warm-ups, and DA Mm must have took, like, fucking 25 three-point shots. Oh, okay. And I hate that shit. And he was Because he never shoots threes. Yeah, obviously, right? And he was missing all of them. I'm like, come on, man. Like, be out here working on your craft or something. Yeah. Anyways, it looks like traffic's dissipated, so I'm going to get out of here. Jake, thank you. Hold on, you're on this side. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, Shout out to the Jamsters. There were some multiple Jamsters who came up and said hi during this game. That was always, it's always Oh, cool. Very nice. When you're walking to the stadium, they're like, I know you. And you're like, ah, and you run away. You're like the Beatles. The yeah, mania over there, huh? <laughs> Void of mania. <laughs> they have they have the uh, the crosswalks painted now. You should have like remade the Abbey Road. I should have. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been nice. A picture of that. <laughs> John, I'll just say to you and Matthew both though that goes a lot to what you guys have done. The uh, Suns Jam culture that you guys have built. Uh, you know, you don't see it that was... culture with a lot of other pods. <laughs> it's, it's big. It's vicious. It's out it there. Get your shirt ripped. <laughs> I, I was with I was with Justin, obviously from Fanning the Flames. And he's like, God, if only I did a video podcast. I know exactly. You put yourself. Yeah, you got to expose yourself three times a week. <laughs> yeah, careful. That'll get you on the sex offender list. So, uh, Matthew, are you oh, drinking yeah. wine or is there water there. in that? Yeah, some leftover wine. Just it's some wine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, come on. Tell him oh, what you were calling it at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah, champagne. For the sake of Prosecco. Prosecco. Oh, oh God. All right. Well, I appreciate oh, you guys goodness. continue with the post-game pod. Jamster, subscribe, rate, review, hit that thumbs up, but make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and I'll see you guys uh, on Tuesday. All right. See you later, John. Thanks for dropping by. I'll make sure not to end the podcast. I'll just exit. Okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll give it two seconds. Okay, we're still live. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick shout outs after John's visit. Very nice to see him. Libertarian Sasquatch has given us five four ninety nine in the chat. Thank you very much. And he does say, I think it's just basic Monty overthinking the starting lineup. So, like, I was gonna ask you too when John was talking about just Monty looking frantic. You always just see like how Chris Paul and Kevin Durant and even Booker might have their input with Monty. Like, do you think that just like sways him like in one direction because Chris Paul is always talking. So do you mm-hmm. think it has anything to do with what his decisions are when they when he just ends up making this decision, this decision to have Craig start or like you know just any kind of plays towards the end of the game where they can't get the ball inbounded is that Chris Paul or is that really Monty? Well, 
I mean, yes and no. I think I think you you always have to listen to your stars a little bit more um, than you would otherwise. But um, uh, I, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. So as you you pointed out at the beginning, uh, Tory Craig had a great game, and and I like Josh Okogi. But let's be honest, Josh Okogi would not have hit a lot of those shots that Tory Craig hit. Yeah. Now, Okogi can be su- super streaky and he can go off too, but Tori was jamming it, laying it in like power lay-ins. Um, he was taking mid-range jumpers that I, I think Kogi, I would have screamed at the TV if I saw him taking those at the top. Um, yeah. And so I was very excited that Tori was, Tori's a little bit calmer at it. I just, but Okogi should not, she should definitely be playing more than six and a half minutes. I mean, you can That's run him out thing. and really disrupt a lot with Josh Okogi and, and, I, and have a lot of fun with them too. So I just, I think it was a, a great use of Tory Craig, but a misuse of Josh Okogi. Yeah. I, I feel like, well, the defense played so well. I think Booker was just insane. We'll talk about Booker in a second. We will have that drop here momentarily. It's been too long, um, almost 40 minutes into the pod, but uh, I just wanted to say the, the defense was great. Um, usually in games like this, it's like, you know, Kogi would be huge. The, the tip balls, you know, the extra possessions you would get from him. But I feel like we kind of got that tonight. Right. I mean, I'm going to go look at the offensive rebounds for the first time today. Oh, only six. Oh, <laughs> we were out offensive rebounded 14 to six. So screw that. Have, have um, a Kogi play a little bit more minutes. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously, but it just seemed like we were like making the extra, um, you know, effort um, at times to get Mm -hmm. the extra possession or, but it just wasn't balancing our way sometimes. And of course we'll talk about book, but there's one more shout out. Um, Black Sunday does send us $10. Thank you. And uh, Jake, I will email or email you a check. I will mail you out a check of the $3 you might earn from this podcast. So don't worry, you will get a few bucks. <laughs> he says, uh, Monty has turned KD into a role player. Aiden attempted 16 shots while KD attempted 15. Only three shots in the whole fourth for the guy we traded for and gave away Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson. That is Kevin Durant. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna do a book, but we obviously didn't really talk about KD too much, really in depth. Um, is this just him getting used to things? Um, the first thing that came to my mind in the first half, where it was just a lot of ISO ball, there was no movement at all with the offense is I always go back to Goran Dragic when we talked about when he played for the Nets with that team and how it was basically just like the three top stars and then the rest of the team. It was individualized basketball. It wasn't really a team ball. It wasn't any kind of effort to get those guys included to have any plays run or anything like that. Is that going to be an issue? The Suns are going to have these playoffs where they're just going to focus more on ISO ball and just get to the rim, do what they can do because they're Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Are, are we going to get back to moving around and cutting and finding DA on slashes or, you know, because Katie is that guy that can find dudes like on the run, like towards the rim. Mm-hmm. If he's getting double team, I just didn't see too much of that. Um, but I guess he did have how many. Ass- oh, my God. I'm really bad at this. Eleven fucking assists. All right. What do you think about Katie? I'm going to cut my I'm going uh, did- to drop off in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't share the ball at all. No. Um, well, so I, I, I think, I think the point was, was a, a little deceiving uh, because you're right. Aiton did have more shots, but let's be honest when Katie moves the ball, you see the entire defense shift. When Aiton gets the ball, yeah. they react slower because they left him open for a reason because you either pick Booker or you pick Durant or try and do both. And that's going to leave somebody open. So Aiton's going to get more shots. And honestly, I want him to take those uh, shots. Uh, DeAndre actually shot, um, what do you shoot? Eight, okay, 
see, now I'm doing that. It, it wasn't great, fifty percent. It's not but bad. That, that's the difference. But it's yeah. like the eye, the eye test, and then the actual box score. I'm always the eye test guy. I really am. I don't listen to look at the box score until we're talking about a guy. Obviously, because yeah. I do that a lot on this podcast. I just for myself, the first half was just so overwhelmingly bad compared to like the rest of the game, where it was more competitive, mm-hmm. maybe to me. Um, so maybe that's what I was more focused on. But continue. My apologies. No, I I, I think though, um, I, I felt like the first quarter felt like. ISO ball where every guy after a couple missed shots, because KD was what, 0 for 5, I think, to start or something like that. I know DeAndre wasn't shooting great. Was... Uh, Booker wasn't shooting superb. I mean, because we weren't four, shooting yeah. great. Nobody was shooting great, you know, initially. Um, but so it's, it felt like to me, okay, KD, go take a shot. Okay, now Booker, go take a shot and miss. Okay, now yeah. this guy, go take a shot. And so then they all kind of said, you know what? I'll get us out of this hole. I'll get us out of this hole. And then it, it's it's like quicksand. The more you fight, the deeper you sink. So um, it, it as soon as though they start, especially they started kind of in the second quarter, uh, a little bit into it. And then the third, when they're moving that ball around, oh, then all of a sudden the Clippers could not pick their poison, even if they wanted to. That's when we started taking things over. So uh, I think hopefully the team recognized it. Hopefully Monty and, and everyone is you know, saying, oh, okay, that's clearly the the what we just need to do from the get-go. But it, it could have just been first-game jitters, and you hate to see it from, you know, people like uh, Chris Paul and Durant and Booker who clearly have been here before and should know how to do it better by now. But Yeah, I mean, Katie, I, I could see that from KD, a little bit of jitters. Uh, he had that his first time playing here. Like, he just was off. Um, he had two great games in a row and then kind of fizzled out towards the end um, of the season. But uh, Los Santos said KD should have gone pick-and-roll with D.A., I do love uh, Katie obviously having the ball more. Um, we can talk about CP3 just a little bit more. I just wanted to say, like, just him bringing the ball up is past the half-court line is an accomplishment right now for for what Chris Paul can do offensively. And I don't know if you would rather KD handle the ball more, him and Book, bringing the ball up and starting the offense. Would you, is that something you would look forward to in game two? Oh, um, and <laughs> I won't be shocked if, if the adjustment happens, but I will say this, and it looks like the one thing the Jamsters are all agreeing on is that we don't need to see Landry Shamit again play 23 minutes. Um, if we go up and crush him and we want to play him, you know, uh, for two minutes at the end of the game because we're winning by 10 and try and get, a, you know, his feet wet again, by all means. But otherwise, Landry wasn't even point Landry. It was point Booker. So I don't know why we put Landry on the court, put a Kogi in there, and then you keep that, uh, you know, defense in there. And because Landry's good at defense, he's not great. Um, Okogi's a little bit better, I think. And if, if oh, you're going to. he's way better. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I mean Shamit's good, but Kogi's just phenomenal. No, exactly. So, I mean, if we're not going to utilize Landry as a as a primary ball handler, we, he doesn't need that amount of minutes. Uh, he can be a shooter, but honestly, yeah. that's why you were, that's why we got Terrence Ross. Uh, exactly. That's why we have TJ Warren. Heck, that's yes. why we have Damian Lee. Uh, so, I mean, it, we, yes. Landry is, I just don't think he's going to. I think it was a poor move for uh, him to stick with Landry, but uh, there's one thing that Monty's good at. I tell you what, you know, he's the kind of guy that we might be a little frustrated with. He'd probably also be the guy you invite to your wedding because he's he's that nice of a guy that he wants you to play through your problems, and that's what we get frustrated sometimes with. Yeah, exactly. He trusts me. How many times he's like, okay, I I know you like this guy, but he's just not good for the team. Like, (laughs) he can still be your friend next to you on the bench. Yeah, exactly, but that's why – him to dinner but don't give him that many minutes it didn't make any sense to me well that's why we're gonna we have no option but really just to really trust chris paul too i mean that's not gonna change i'm just asking it like it's not gonna change we're still gonna trust chris paul to bring the ball up and get things going and, i mean and, it's hard to pick and up the he pace. didn't do it too often i thought uh he did a little bit but i mean it's yeah, definitely not the last the two game, seasons where we saw a full court press you know against yeah. cp 
Yeah, um, but you, I, I, you hit it dead on with Terrence Ross and TJ Warren and even Lee, who doesn't get any minutes and who knows if he will. Those are guys I just wanted to come in and shoot too, right? Just mm-hmm. be the extra guy in the corner, the extra guys who's going to be open in the middle of the lane like they were giving a lot of guys. Those are the guys I want to take the shot. I don't want it to be Shamit, who's just like really just shaky. He's just super shaky. Some guy I just mm-hmm. don't trust in the playoffs, and I've said that many times. Great defense. Why he does the extra shit, but we need someone, someone to score, someone to go lights out, to go hit like two threes in a row, just mm-hmm. to get us back into the game and get this offense going. But uh, here we go, Big Dick Book. Big Dick Booker. All right, twenty six points, four steals. I thought he had four blocks. The same three blocks. I'm pretty sure he had four blocks on ES on TNT. They they had that's what they had at the line. So I'll stick with four blocks. But he was insane on defense. The extra plays that or the extra um, you know effort he gave to save balls. That one play where he just saved it and gave it to Craig, and then they had that dunk or the end one, cut it to one. Um, that was probably the biggest play of the game at that point, obviously, because cut it to one right there. The Suns look like they have a little bit of momentum now with the crowd back into it. But then it just they just couldn't stop the Clips. They couldn't get the extra rebound. And also, he had that one play at the end. Of course, great great game by him, I think. Offensively, is fine. He'll hit the shots next game. He didn't hit the big shots like he should have, like he normally does. But he'll make them next game. I just think that one play at the end where he thought it was a foul from Russ, but then Russ just throws it in off of him while he's complaining to the ref. That looked bad. That was a bad way to end the game. But your thoughts on Book tonight <laughs> and his game overall? Well, and, and I'll say this about Russ. Russ uh, played great defensively for about the last three minutes. But if you give me three of 19 from Russell Westbrook again, I'm going to be so excited uh, because that was a phenomenal shooting It'll stat happen. line from Russell Westbrook. Uh, but Booker, I mean, wow. Uh, I, I, you know, I forget who said it on the the um, the 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 coverage of the game but uh they said Devin Booker playing like the best defensive player in the league I think he blocked some kids from being born tonight I mean he was all over the place uh and just stripping (laughs) fools and blocking shots and uh oh my gosh I was excited to see it um and so wow yeah that that actually I mean it's stuff like that you know Kevin Durant's gonna have a bounce back game this team will rebound that I'm feeling better than I, you know, like I said, that first quarter, I was like, oh, Mavericks, I feel the Mavericks, uh, they're haunting me. But uh, how we finish this game, I'm like, all right, now we're going to go out and hurt you next time. <laughs> now we're going to have to hurt you on the next game. So enjoy this victory, Clippers fans. But yeah, you know, I mean, Booker I, inspired a lot of hope with the way he played. Yeah, I like, I trust obviously so much, but defensively, there was like another level I thought he can get to. Like he's my X factor. The level he gets to is really what's going to carry us. I think DA is not going to have be that guy to where it's like go win us a game. He had some big shots tonight. Obviously, wide open, he has to hit those. But Book just has to hit those extremely difficult shots and clutch situations, and he'll get the opportunity. And when he does, he'll knock them down. I think tonight he just he hits some of those shots where it's like if those go down, like the the place is going to explode in there, right? We right. get the the extra three point lead, um, obviously, and maybe take the wind out of the Clippers and they call a timeout. He just wasn't able to really hit those shots tonight, but I think they'll fall next game for sure. Um, but before we get into Jamstar, I forgot we actually have to do these. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, subreddit stakeout. I was actually in there. Some good stuff. I actually forgot to look at it in the fourth quarter. 
Um, but there's some good comments in there. Clipper Nation live and running over there. Hating the Suns, hating on the Suns, big time. Um, first comment was, uh, <laughs> I like how, def- um, let me see, like how, I wish I can read, like how Durant is defended, alternating between Gordon and Russ, being physical, making it hard for him to get into spots. It was weird because like there was always mismatches, I feel like, in the first quarter. And this these this nose actually fits my face pretty well, don't you think? I, it's surprisingly. It's not bad. Well. Yeah. No. Yeah, look, no. yeah. Okay. But I just thought that was interesting because I did notice in the beginning. I was like, oh, mismatch, but they made it tough on him. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, that wasn't the greatest comment. But this is uh this is the Russ I was worried about. They said, in my feelings, Russ is a dangerous Russ and a lot of air balls like I just feel like even like the turnovers, I think the Clippers towards the end of the game, they called a timeout to draw up an inbound play. And then he just (laughs) turns the ball over right away. Like that's Russ and the Clippers. They're scared. I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of these games from Russ, right? Tonight. Just exactly. I I think so. I mean, he reminds me of like if Josh Okogie could dribble, um, where you're going to be like, (laughs) no, stop doing that. This isn't your game. You saw, you missed the last 10. Just stop. Play That's defense, perfect. play energy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally feel the same way. I I think uh, it's like one of those things like, oh, we had a bad Russ game, but we got the loss. Like, we can't have that again, you know what I mean? But we're going to get those. But defensively, they just got to know where he's at, you know? Just remember, mm-hmm. he's not going to give up on plays. Um, this Suns team is only is just dirty and nothing more. I guess, I don't know, they weren't really dirty tonight. I didn't think, I, Chris Paul had a dirty oh. little shove on man in the game. I was, was no going to say, who, who's our favorite referee? That was not um, refing this game. Who is it? Mr. Scott Foster. And let's be honest, if, if Scott Foster calls one of these games, which odds are probably very strong that he will. He's waiting. The stuff with Terrence Mann and Chris Paul, I I fear is going to get Chris Paul ejected because those guys, I've never seen like, it, the, the ball would move down the court and you'd still see the two of them just like slapping yeah. each other like like kids as soon as a parent turns around and stop pays attention again they start smacking each other again yeah like Terrence man knows that he can sacrifice himself and if taking out Chris Paul would be a bigger gain uh than you know than not so uh yeah hopefully Chris sees that and can respond a little bit smarter uh, next time uh, he didn't cost us uh the game with regard to how he's playing but man that, that was some stuff there that I was like okay we, uh, ease up on that chris i i was saying the same exact thing there's a few times like just stop like we're going on a run i'm surprised they didn't call anything because yeah. i mean chris paul was making the extra effort to get attention from the ref to call a foul or technical or something i'm like dude chill out mm-hmm. you know but they didn't do it and you're totally right i'm glad you pointed that out because i noticed that uh they're pushing the pace now but it's hard to do with a 40 year old point guard that was in the second quarter towards the end um, it is it is true. It is uh, something we have to face. It's hard to do it. If you can get the ball out quick, then we're okay. But if not, we're kind of screwed. Um, Katie's starting to scare me. Yep. Started 0 for 4, was 1 for 7. Did someone to point out in the chat, so thank you very much. But he came alive, and I think he had, what was it, 14 point, 15 points in the second quarter. So, I mean, obviously didn't finish the game very strong with only three, three shots in the fourth. But he was scary there for a little bit. And then someone said, screw Jock. I swear he's always effective against us. And I, I thought it was a good jock game. All right. There's a lot of shit See, out there, but yeah. I thought he was decent. All right. I'm the guy that says a good jock game and not a, F, a lot of effort from Aiden, but that's just the kind of guy I am, I guess. Well, uh, like I said, t- to me, it, uh, I mean, I didn't see what John saw, obviously uh, maybe the camera just didn't track it as well, but um, I, I, I will say this, like the busy stuff, love him on defense, but like, the Clippers, that's, that's total Ty Lue right there. You know, if, if the ball gets dumped off to him, foul him, there's a good chance he won't make either shot. 
yeah. and we'll get the ball back. And so, I mean, you know, what, what's I forget the exact number, but like you obviously always want to come away with points on every possession. Not everybody does it perfectly, so it's usually less than two. And if Bismack is going to get you like 0.3 points every possession, then he's a major liability out there. So, um, you know, I, I think I, I don't know if that's it's not going to doom him for the rest of the playoffs um, because, hey, it's good. He, he's drawing fouls, getting us to the bonus faster, too, because we don't have a lot of guys that always take it in, uh, you know, towards the hoop. So I do like that about him. But I, I, I thought Jack, uh, Jock adds that a little more offensive push that we've seen throughout the regular season that makes him at times more valuable than Biz out there. Yeah, I mean, there's some. Even John took the side of like, we're not going to see Busy. I mean, we're not going to see Jock. I'm like, he's going to have some good games. I thought it was just a good game by him. All right, he's not going to win us a game, but he did okay. He's not going to make those shots he took. He's not not going to make those. If he does, then we're going to win the game. If he's hitting a three, we're going to win the game. But obviously, when he's missing that, it's going to be closer than we want it. But uh, yeah, that was all from Subreddit Stakeout. I apologize, I wasn't really hanging out in the fourth quarter. Got a little busy in my tears, and that's good. <laughs> The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, I think I know who my jam star is, but let's get everybody. Else. Jam star of the game. All right, go ahead, like, subscribe, leave us uh, comments about who you think is your jam star of the game, please. Uh, we'll go ahead and let Jake go first. Well, if it wasn't uh, obvious, Landry Shamit is not. I know the jam all the star praise the you got from us. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean these these playoff games we have. I just knew we come out Landry like right? gonna win us a game. Yeah, it's like to played, say that I just I hate being that way, but it's just it's frustrating. Yeah. It's just too it's, frustrating to me just exactly. not to say. I'm just getting a little angry. I might curse a little bit. You'd be upset about it, but well, well, like I said, the the good thing about that is I know I, I see some people on here, some of the jamsters telling us that Booker or not Booker that Aiton is a frustration. Um, I'm I'm sorry, like there, there's not a lot of other options. We're not going to do busy as a starter. We're not going to do Jock as a starter, <laughs> and they would all be worse. And yes, uh, and Aiton's going to do very well. Um, but one thing that we know we can correct that wasn't very much net negative was Landry Shamit. So I know we're doing Jamstar. I kind of did an anti-Jamstar right there talking so much about Landry because the true Jamstar is Mr. One Devin Booker, who clearly has transcended uh, this postseason uh, after just game one because he gets better every postseason. It's impressive. He does, yeah. It's it's great to have that guy as just already the best son of all time on your team getting better and better. Like he just, he's improving every, like you said, postseason, but season when he's healthy. This year, he's had moments where I had to walk away and just, oh, this guy is amazing. I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, but tonight, I'm going to give it to Craig nine for 12, two for three, or two from four from three. Um, just, you know, killer. Only four rebounds, but still, like he just hit the big shots. He was the reason mm-hmm. we were still in the game. If he doesn't hit those shots, obviously it's a worse game, but they left him open, but he hit him. And like mm-hmm. he said, if a Kogi was in there, I don't think we had a chance <laughs> at making this a game because I don't think Okogi hits those. Even though I trust him, I really do. And when Okogi goes over eight, I still love Okogi. But it's nice that Craig, I don't think we're going to get this game from him again, right? Nine from 12, that's pretty fucking good for Craig, man. So I might as well give it to him until next time, which might not ever happen again. But let's see what the John Jamsters. I was reading something. Let me see. You guys even, did you even put who you wanted? Come on, Jamsters. There's 150. I see. Blaze had uh, the juice. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, we've got some Clippers jam There's stars only like five in here, here though. Yeah. yeah, all right. Blaze Megatron, <laughs> thank you very much. The Juice, totally right. Uh, Suns Forever 83, um, Booker, Low Suns, Tori Craig, <laughs> Ollie <Sorry>. Woe, KD. <laughs> you all right? No, Aiden is a big soft vagina, Sarah Tran. What's wrong with the soft vagina? <laughs> yeah, Clippers fans wouldn't know anything about that. All right, one royal Q. Aiden is a big sot. Um, I don't know what that means. What a vagina is. Charles Pinster, <laughs> little little ligament fucker. <laughs> All right, little this little ligament booker. Lil Lugan Ligament Booker. That's why he's gonna be good... looking up to that little ligament a lot this series. <clears throat> Man, um, Caroline Valdez, excuse us for the language, Craig. Um, Sarah Tran, what's wrong with the soft vagina? See? Uh, okay, I walked into that one. Uh, John, John Doe, y'all the real jamsters. Oh, did you actually read that comment and then you said that? Or else did I did, that's why I was, yeah. Oh, my bad. I thought you Where said Where do you think I was pulling it from? Just like random. I thoughts? just thought you said that. I was no, just like, no, what's wrong no. with it? I'm like, you're oh, like, we're getting a man talk. I'm not now. bringing, I'm not bringing you on anymore if you're gonna be talking about that dirty talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jonathan since 80 says TC all day. Uh, Gary Pinky, Tory Book, uh, Jam, Lissy likes bad. Yep, I do like bad. I like Jock. I'm sorry, I like Jock. I said that. I said it all the time. I like him when he plays this way. I just do. Um, all right. Well, we do have game two coming up. There's another game. We get another chance for another victory. It is Tuesday night at seven o'clock. Jake, any anything you're looking forward to? No Shamit minutes. Looking for more Lee minutes. You want someone else to pop up off the bench? You know, yeah, I don't need first. Lee. Yeah, I mean, because he might be in, you know, the deep freeze at this point in the rotation. Uh, uh, Terrence Ross, I'd like to see get a little bit more run. Um, it sounds like Payne might not be back, so that's and honestly, that he'd probably make us a little bit nervous too. But um, you know, we don't have to run out an eleven man rotation. Um, I hope uh, Monty can tighten it up a little bit. I don't want to see Landry, and honestly. I think we took the best shot from the Clippers tonight. Paul George is not coming back, and the Clippers played one yeah. heck of a game. And what their hope is is that Russell Westbrook does not go three for 19 again, whereas our hope is all we have to do is set Landry down and Monty maybe needs to get a little bit more aggressive on coaching. So are we going to do our that corrections where... are going to be a lot easier. Yeah, I think so too. I, but is it going to be one of those things where, okay, Paul George is obviously he's not going to play the series, but are we going to say like if Paul George plays this game, it's a blowout, and if it's a close game again in game two – is this a 2-0 Clippers lead if Paul George is playing? Because it's a totally different game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. George is there. Um, but, I mean, if Paul George is there, do you think the Clippers just win this series because the Suns just don't look the same? Or else do the Suns, do you think, have a better opportunity to come out next game and put up a performance where we're like, no team can beat this? Which, which scenario do you see happening? Right. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the what ifs of, of if Paul George plays, what would it be? I mean, a lot of people thought the Clippers, they, they were the pick to to win the title this year. Um, so yeah. they they have that skill set to go off. Can they do it through a seven game series? I don't think so. And like I said, our corrections are put Landry Shamit back down and tighten up the rotation. Their adjustments are they I mean, I don't really know how what else they could tweak on, on what they did. And they barely got out of there with a win. So that's how I see it. Um, I would, if, if I was a betting man, um, I'd say game two is a very strong sun's lock unless Monty decides to just not watch any of the film, uh, which we know is not going to happen, but we do yeah. get frustrated with them sometimes. Yeah, we do actually to me. I don't really, uh, tonight I did. Um, and that it's funny cause the way John was talking about him on the, on the side where he's just like looking kind of like, 
questionable and just like, I don't know if he trusts his self out there. That is kind of scary because I do see that with Monty at times. I try to ignore it. I'm like, we have good players around there that can just help him out. I, feel like I think he's Chris got Paul, one of those but... faces, though, too. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't Maybe. want, like, a Mike Budenholzer who is, like, screaming his head off every time Giannis gets fouled and, like, oh, yeah. can't you call that? Like, I mean, that's almost worse. Looks Wait, like he's that, drunk all know, the time. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, Monty wants to play the wise sage. Maybe he needs to get up a little bit more and get, you know, some movement, some blood flow in his legs and get a little hyped. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think the, the adjustment for Monty himself isn't going to be uh, huge from the next, uh, this game to the next. He just needs to make a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, well, we, I think we trust him. I think next game we'll talk about how great he did to adjust. And uh, I just don't want to – now Now if a Kogi goes back to the starting lineup, I just – that would be weird. But, um, but yeah, yeah all right. I don't think he will. But like I said, when, when you know, so as you you, you gave Tory Craig the jam star of the game. And I know it's a broken record at this point. But did you know that Landry Shamit only played three minutes fewer than Tory Craig, your jam star of the game? We know exactly what we need to fix, and that's what's actually very exciting because a lot of these teams that we'll see don't have a clue what they're going to fix, and that's mm-hmm. why they're not going to advance. We know what we need to fix, and that's an easier thing to deal with. Yeah, so give Craig more minutes. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, give him more minutes and put Okogi. give him more time off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Just don't play Shambit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I know. We can go over and over. It's never going to happen because Monty does trust his guys um, and just – We'll make him go through it. That's why he never calls timeouts. He's like, deal with it on the court. Usually that's the way it is. Um, but Jake, thanks for joining us. We had a lot of fun. I know it was a rough loss for everybody out there. But don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, leave us a review. Um, also, Spotify, you guys have been, the five-star reviews have been coming in. We hit over 100 now. It looks really good, nice and clean. I think it's 104 right now at five stars. So Ooh. keep those going. It's very simple. Just hit five stars. That's all you got to do. You don't have to leave a review or anything. Um, but, uh, Jake, where can they find you? I mean, where's all the good stuff? I feel like every podcaster always has to ask, where can they find you at? Right. Where can they well, find you? You can find, you can find me in the great state of Iowa. Um, and then if, not, <laughs> if I'm not there, you can find me in the Twitter verse at uh, fallen founder. Jamster Dam bartending still. How's business over Absolutely. there? <laughs> you know, I'm still waiting for my Jamster Dam mullions or whatever yeah, uh, the yeah. currency is to, to come through. So initial reaction, I just want to get your thoughts on it. So Amsterdam, when you signed up, what were you thinking? Like, because you were the first one there. Like, you were the first one on oh, that plane. It? You were, you had your place set up. You don't have any furniture still, so I don't know what you're sleeping on. But maybe you're just working twenty four seven at the bar. Bartending that job, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, just listening to my uh, just listening to uh, my tunes that I uh, yeah, same one over and over. Uh, so you're kind of stuck in a purgatory there. It's like the Twilight Zone, whatever. Right, absolutely. Yeah, right. no, you know what it is. I, I'm, it's like, oh gosh, what's that movie? Uh, the Shining or something? Like, I'm just like the ghostly bartender, just like you've always you've <laughs> always been here. That. Don't yeah. you guys know this? Yes. You've always been in Amsterdam. And, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, what I thought about it initially um, it would probably make you laugh because um, uh, growing up uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, I just remember like it was kind of like the birth of the Internet around then. And uh, like it kind of reminded me of like cereal boxes that were trying to get like kids to be like, oh, do you like Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Well, find us on CinnamonToastCrunch.com. <laughs> and uh, because it, it, it like and I mean that in a positive way, because there's like a lot of nostalgic graphics like the, the art style was very just like oh hey this is like turn of the millennium type stuff and so uh yeah no i, I thought it was a cool thing there's a lot going on there and so uh, hopefully someday <laughs> yes, it was a lot yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that, someday yeah yeah <clears throat> uh, i mean that, that's why i said sun's jam culture is superior to other 
pod cultures out there. That's the thing is like, well, that's the thing with Amsterdam. It's like with the Suns had such a miraculous season and they lose game seven. No one gives a fuck about anything with Suns. You know what I mean? Like no one remembers any of the memories. No one wants to hear about it. No one wants to be a Suns fan at the moment. So Amsterdam is just something that can never happen. Plus it's a ton to keep up with. It was, it was cool. I like, uh, I like your feedback on it, but maybe you'll come back around and I can get some staff. Maybe I'll just train my nieces and nephews to start working. Maybe I'll have a kid pretty soon. There you go. 10 years. I don't even well, know. Well, I was going to say, you, you won't tonight. Because like I said, Devin Booker blocked a lot of kids from being born tonight. <laughs> he did, man. Total cock blocker. But we are now over four minutes. But that that big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is overtime now. So you're going to get an extra 50 cents. Uh, thanks, Jake, again. Everybody at Jam Session. Oh, that's not our Twitter handle. At Suns Jam. I'm at Matthew Lissy if you want to follow me. And uh, everyone go home and love your family. See you guys next time.